Welcome to the Shit Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Broder. Are you ready to shoot the shit? Welcome back to the Shit Talk Podcast. This is Liz Broder. Hello. Um, Before I get started, I don't do this enough and you're supposed to do this when you have a podcast. I need to remind the listeners to please rate, review, and subscribe You can do that all on Spotify, on Amazon Music, on Apple Podcasts, on Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. So not to be annoying, thank you for listening, but can you please rate, review, and subscribe? Um, Also, you can feel free to DM me on Instagram, Liz underscore Broder, if you have any topic requests or questions or questions you want me to answer in the next episode, anything like that, please feel free always to reach out. And if I think you're a creep, I will not reply, but odds are I will reply. Anyway, today's episode, I mean, it's a hodgepodge of topics, but I was inspired for today's main shit talk topic because I went to the doctor last week. I went to the GI doctor. Talk about shit talk, heavy shit talk in that room. I talked a lot about shit with him. He had no idea what I was talking about, which I always think is really funny with doctors. As you all know, I don't hate doctors. However, I find they're not necessarily as up-to-date on certain things as they potentially should be. But anyway, I went to this GI doctor. I've, I've had some reasons that I'm like, I think I want to go to the GI doctor and look into a few things. Nothing serious. Um, so I went to this doctor. And I wanted to mention it because it was a bit of an interesting experience. And as a dietitian, you hear so much from your patients, from clients, you know, whatever, in whatever regard you're working with people, you hear a lot about horrific interactions and encounters with doctors. People put off going to the doctor. They're scared. They're shamed. They're judged. Doctors are dismissive. Doctors make you feel stupid. They don't want to answer your questions. They don't really make you feel heard or even cared for. So the one thing I want to say is I have a lot of respect for doctors. I'm not looking to bash doctors. And I just want to point out, especially in the acute care setting, which is hospitals, um, you know, they have such a full plate and it's really like the system is broken. We need to work on it clearly, but it's like they're given so many patients to see in a day and they need to accomplish what's assigned to them. And that oftentimes breeds why they're a little cold, you know, lack of bedside manner. They're quick, you know, they brush you off. They're not necessarily trying to answer your questions, not necessarily trying to give the warm and fuzzies. And it's not right, but like I said, in the acute care setting, this is so frequent and a lot of times not directly their personal fault. So I just want to acknowledge that. And perhaps that's news to some of you and maybe will make you see it a little bit differently. But when they're going room to room, bed to bed, you're in a hospital you know, they have just so many people to see in such a short period of time. And that's a lot of times why, you know, they, like I said, lack a bedside manner, or they're not looking to be like, oh, are you okay? Do you have any questions? They're like, here's the info, got to go by. And it's not right, but again, not necessarily their personal fault. So I wanted to preface what I'm going to say with that, because I definitely have, I have different interactions with doctors. I would say most of mine are positive. It's more, I'm like, what? 
like like to me things are obviously like clearly either like are not up to date on the information or they want to make you feel stupid or they don't really know what's going on but I'm going to cover all that so anyway so I went to this GI doctor and my goal so let me start with that my goal going there was I wanted to get blood work done and a stool sample because I'm pretty sure I know what the issue is it's nothing serious but that's what I need to identify it and I was hoping the doctor would write me like a blood order to have those done at a lab. So I go in, first of all, I hated the office. It was like old and rickety and just outdated. And and I'll just say this guy was a GI, he was a referral from my OBGYN. So it's the first time I've gone, hate the office, whatever. I'm not going to judge a book by its cover. He was very warm, but we go into it and he was on time. I'll give him that. He was on time. I, of course, was 10 minutes early and he took me on time. That's plus 10 points for him. But we go to the back and he was going through the intake form that typically these days you fill out yourself. He was going through it. And first thing I didn't like is he's asking me leading questions. So I found it really funny because like as a dietitian, you ask open-ended questions. You don't show judgment. You don't ask questions that are leading someone to an answer. For example, instead of asking me, do you drink alcohol? Do you smoke cigarettes? He's, that's open-ended. He said, you don't smoke, right? You, you don't, you don't really drink alcohol. I said, well, as a matter of fact, I do drink alcohol. I don't smoke, but I definitely drink alcohol. It was just like weird. And those are normally things, like I said, in today's day and age, they give you a loan to, you know, you get the clipboard or you do it online before but you fill it out yourself. And a lot of people are probably less embarrassed doing it that way. I'm not embarrassed at all, but I know I'm probably in the minority with that. But it was like, he was pressuring me to say, I don't you know, drink or smoke, like there's shame in it or it's bad or I shouldn't be doing it. As a matter of fact, I definitely drink alcohol. I have no shame around that. I drink it in very social, positive settings. And there's no reason for him to be leading me to no, I don't drink alcohol. So I was like, okay, so this guy's a bit of an idiot. Then, so I told you my goal, I wanted blood and stool sample work. I think that's really going to get to the bottom of what I think is wrong. And again, nothing serious. He is pushing an endoscopy. So I explained to him what I want, what I'm looking for, the symptoms I'm experiencing when they started. I give him as much detail as possible because I'm a dietitian. And as I'm sure you learned from my episode with Melissa, we have specific things we want to know that are going to help us help you. So when I go to a doctor, I give them that information because I want them to have all the information so that they can help me to the best of their ability. So I provided all of that, having the inside scoop that I have, I do that as best as I can. And he's like, okay, so there's three options. The first, and of course, this is like what he's pushing an endoscopy. Now, so for those of you who don't know, an endoscopy is a minor procedure. You do need to put one under. I had to have one when I was diagnosed for celiac. They go in through the mouth and they look at the small intestine or whatever part of the GI tract they're looking at. But you do need to put under, you know, you have to schedule a surgery date and they'll like biopsy whatever they're looking to do. So this is what he was pushing. Now, of course, in my head, I'm like, First of all, there's no reason for me to be put under for anything when I can go do blood work down the street in five seconds. And second, that's obviously the most economically probably beneficial for him because he's going to surgery. You have to remember these doctors, everything's coded and built specifically in its own way. 
And of course, the bigger the thing, odds are the more money they're making. So if it's like a procedure where I have to go under and it loops in an anesthesiologist, he's then performing a surgery in a way, he's going to get paid more money. He's going to be able to bill higher amounts to the insurance companies. And in some regards, endoscopies are absolutely the way to go. You have to have them. But what I was going in for was absolutely not necessary to have an endoscopy for. In fact, I've already told you what I wanted and I know will probably be the key to the answer I'm looking for. Unfortunately, with the long weekend, I'm still waiting for my results on that. But didn't like that and pushing the endoscopy. And then he gave me my two other options and I said, well, here's the option I'm going with. Um, and thank you so much for writing that order. So I got the order. I got the blood work done, did the stool sample. Oh my God. That's the first time I've ever given a stool sample. What a production. It really is not a production, but it's like anyone who knows me is going to be like, Liz, only you. It was like a situation where I like brought my stool sample. And then luckily I was the only person in the lab, but it was like three women. They were like handing it around. It's like everyone comes around to like take a sniff and look at it. I'm like, can we like, this is not that difficult. It's from this morning. It was refrigerated. Just tell me what you want me to do with it. And they were trying to figure out like with all the containers that need to go into, do they need more? And like, then I was the one who ended up separating it from taking it out of my Ziploc and like separating it into the five different containers. And they were like, this is what you do with each container. Like it was all like very self-explanatory. I did not need a tutorial on like how to use the containers, but it, it was like in the moment I wasn't annoyed, but I was like, can we stop passing my poop around? Literally like the queen of shit talk for me to say that. I mean, like I said, luckily I was the only person in there, but it was kind of funny. And then I had to like separate it and put in this in the containers and like, it sounds gross. It's not, I mean, it was, you know, it, in a sterile environment, but the whole thing was ridiculous. And, and like, for me to do that is one thing, but like, I'm like, is this how they let everyone do it? Cause like, I'm pretty like precise and like understand the importance of like not contaminating it and you know, yada, yada. I could just, I'm like, this is a shit show. <laughs> like literally, It was a literal shit show. And if it was on camera, I think a lot of people would have absolutely benefited from watching it and been happy. But anyway, so, um, I don't, I digress. So stool sample done, blood work done. I'm still waiting for those results. But the point is he's pushing this fucking endoscopy on me. I don't need an endoscopy. I don't need to be put, put under for this. This is like a simple thing that can be achieved through the blood or the stool or both. I didn't like that. And it got me thinking because I'm like, so many people experience this. And this is why so many people avoid going to doctors. So I just wanted to make it clear if you're uncomfortable going to doctors or you've had a bad experience, you're not alone, especially for people struggling with overweight or obesity. I've heard horror stories and doctors are notoriously just like fucking callous about it. And they say disgusting things. They act like it's someone's fault or like you have no self-control or like, oh, just eat less, move more, you know, have willpower. Like it's so, for a lot of things, it's like, it's so much deeper than that. It's never that simple of an equation. And you really need to get to know the person, understand their uh, medical history, their actual routines and lifestyle habits. There's so much that plays into it. So you know, if you've experienced that, I'm sorry. And on behalf of that doctor, it's not right. And don't let it deter you from going to the doctor and taking care of yourself. But I just want to encourage people and, and, and touch on this because 
it can be intimidating. You need to ask questions. Don't be afraid to be annoying and don't feel stupid or embarrassed. Like I get how doctors are brushing you off. They're not looking to be your best friend. But the thing is, if you're there and you have questions or they're speaking in terms you don't understand, clarify, ask. And if you're going to feel more comfortable saying, sorry to be annoying, but then say that. I don't say that because I don't give a shit if I'm being being annoying because I think doctors who make you feel that way are being annoying. But it's really important that you ask questions and you leave feeling like, okay, I have some clarity on this. They explained this. I'll get blood work done. It'll hopefully point to an answer about this. The point is you shouldn't feel so alone. And if you don't feel comfortable asking a question, you're not alone. And I'd also say try to find a new doctor. Again, there's another problem with that, finding doctors or getting referrals. And this was something, literally, the production I had to go through to find an OBGYN in New York City. I asked several people for referrals. I called all those. They were all booked out for well over a year. This is like sometime last year. They were all booked out well over a year. Then I found some that weren't. No one takes insurance. It's $600. You're like, okay. They're like, you can submit it to insurance. I'm like, yeah, I know. But you're still like, who wants to drop $600 out of pocket? for like your annual pap, like, no, thank you. Um, so I finally found one and it ended up being, she works in the same office as someone. I got a referral from a friend and that woman did not have available, but this lady in the same office had availability. So that's who I went to last year and this year. And honestly, she's okay. She's a little dismissive. She definitely thinks she's smarter than everyone. And she is smart, but she, she doesn't really, she kind of makes me feel stupid when I ask a question, which I absolutely do not appreciate. And now that she referred me to this GI doctor who I was less than impressed with, you know, I don't love that. But anyway, she does what she needs to do when I go for my annual exam and it's fine. She's, she serves that purpose. I don't know if I would want to use her when I'm, if I choose to have children and I'm seeing someone more regularly. But anyway, the point is it can be hard to find doctors and it shouldn't be that difficult. Word of mouth, I always prefer. I've used ZocDoc plenty of times. I actually used to be on ZocDoc as an RD when I worked for another private practice. And you, you know, it certainly like drives traffic, get your name out there. You see a bunch of different people. But for me, I have used ZocDoc for doctors on various occasions and it's never what I'm looking for. Um, And actually funny enough, I have another, this is just another example of like a silly doctor story where they're like, they're pushing what's going to make them money. And they're not necessarily like, trying to get to know you. But anyway, years ago, I sprained my ankle. It was a really bad sprain. I was like limping. It was ridiculous. But I make a, make a ZocDoc appointment with a podiatrist. And I get there and I didn't even meet with the doctor. And some lady comes in and she's like, hi, okay, we're going to take some x-rays first. Um, take off your shoes, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. why are we taking x-rays? I was like, you don't even know I'm here. What if I'm just here for a wart? Warts don't need x-ray. Like you have no, like I could have a corn on my foot or wart on my foot. Like you have no idea why I'm here. What are we taking x-rays of? And she just looked at me dumbfounded. I said, send in the doctor. Get like, get out of my face and send in the doctor. So he comes in and the first thing he says is, I'm sorry. He goes, hi, I'm so sorry. You know, there must've been confusion. I said, there was no confusion. She just came in here wanting to take x-rays, which it seems like you do with everyone. My confusion was, what are you taking x-rays of? Because I haven't talked to you and we haven't discussed the issue. And how do you know I even need x-rays? Now, for those of you who have never had x-rays, they can be pretty expensive. Insurance will cover some, 
usually not all. It's just another way for doctors, in my opinion, to make money. I mean, when they're needed, they're absolutely needed. But in this case, you don't just take x-rays when you don't know what you're x-raying. Like it just made, it'd be like me meeting someone and just automatically putting them on a, on a low carb diet. Like, well, I don't even know what they're experiencing. I don't know what they're struggling with. I don't know their lab values. I don't know what's wrong. How could I just put them on a specific diet without having any information? So needless to say, he apologized. I basically told him, I think he's an idiot and you know, nice terms. And when I left, he to the receptionist was like, oh no, she's fine. I didn't have to pay even my copay. I paid nothing because he knew I was onto him and his little scheme. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry to put it like that and sound so cynical, but it was like, I'm sure he gets a shit ton of people signing up on ZocDoc. They don't know what they're really doing. They go in, someone tells them they have to do x-rays. Okay, I do x-rays. Then he comes in and talks them, blah, 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 all this stuff. I'm sure it's a great, great way for him to make money. But for me, it was like, why would you just x-ray? We haven't even discussed anything. Like you have no idea where I'm, why I'm here. So that really pissed me off. And my point is, if you feel like someone's trying to take you for a loop or you feel like you're not being listened to or you feel like this person's just not smart, get a new doctor and don't feel stupid or silly for asking questions. My other thing I want to touch on that I find really interesting with doctors and I've, been, I've encountered it more, I would say like in my younger years, less so now. And also I find it with doctors outside of the actual medical environment. If doctors are speaking to you in complicated terms or people who are doctors are talking in front of you, say you're at a dinner party, whatever, and they're speaking in terms that the average Joe or Josephine is not going to understand, run. Now I say this because I find doctors do this for one of two reasons. One, they're just so socially off and rarely are so bright that this is truly how their brain works. They're not so great communicating with people, but they are so bright. They get the concepts. They were probably born to be a doctor. They're just not great at communicating it. This is someone I would say is like, they probably lack the bedside manner. But with those, you can't be afraid to ask questions because they are smart and they probably do know what they're talking about. They just don't know how to communicate it to you. And that's fair. And this happens in all areas of life, but I find it a lot in, in the medical or clinical environment and people get uncomfortable and they're talking to you. You don't know what they're saying. You feel stupid or you're embarrassed to ask a question because you're like, I don't know what they're talking about. And, and I don't want to look stupid. First of all, look stupid. You're not going to look stupid, but don't ever feel embarrassed and don't be worried about looking stupid. That to me, they got off the hook. You just kind of have to speak with them in a direct unemotional way where you're saying, where you kind of meet them where they're at and like they're socially off and lack tact. So you kind of, I find with those people, if I lack tact back, it actually works out well. And funny enough, I'll digress again. I had a professor in my last like final, um, like senior capstone thesis, senior thesis class for the masters for becoming an RD or becoming, getting my master's in clinical nutrition. I was already an RD. And this idiot just lacked so much fucking tact. I hated her. She did something from the first class. I hated her and it just pissed me off. She said something stupid to me in front of the whole class about my name change. It was um, shortly after my divorce. 
And it was like, she made an announcement to the class. It was like, she, it was just so unacceptable. And like, you know, I was fine. Luckily for her, it's like, if I was emotionally in shambles, it could have sent me over the edge. I could have started crying. It could have caused a scene. I just was like, what a fucking moron. What is she like? Who makes an announcement like that? But anyway, I hated her. I then found when I spoke to her with a little bit of what my mother would call a sharp tongue. And I, you know, allowed myself to lack tact. I found she responded very well to me. So ordinarily to anyone else, they probably think I was being a little rude, but I met her where she was at. Cause I don't think it was personal. I think she's a true academic and she was very bright, maybe not the most socially savvy. And I was kind of a dick back and it worked out really well. So in those situations, I say, meet them where they're at, mirror their behavior, those doctors or whoever it is you're dealing with and be direct back. It may feel uncomfortable, but do the best you can because they tend to respond better to that. Now, I know I digressed. I apologize. My second point. So it's either they're very socially off, but very bright and need to meet them with that. Or when someone's speaking in complicated terms, whether in the medical environment or like at a dinner party and they're trying to, they're, and they're confusing you. I find if it's not because they're social little off, they're trying to sound smart. They have some sort of complex. They're like trying to confuse you. Like, do you know those people you meet? And this can be really in regards to anything, but say they work in fashion, say they work in tech, say they work in software engineering, whatever it is. They'll specifically drop terms or keywords or things in front of you or to you that they know you're not going to understand because they think it makes them sound smarter or they want to make you feel stupid. First of all, I hate those people. Second of all, There's a reason people do that. If someone needs to make themselves feel smart or better or, oh, this person's an idiot, like there's clearly something the matter with them. I find that is rarer with doctors. It's more so that they just like lack the tact and the social skills. But I have on occasion encountered some that are enjoying using terms and terminology that no one knows but them. And in those scenarios, I just say directly, I have no idea what you're talking about. So you may sound smart to yourself, but you're speaking another language to me. You don't have to say it that directly, but I think being direct with those people and just saying, do you mind explaining that in another way? Do you mind using terms that maybe I'm going to understand as someone who did not go to medical school? And you know, if that's what they're looking for, if they need to feel like, oh yeah, I really stumped this person, then great, fine. Who gives a shit? It's obnoxious. And as people in, you know, the clinical field, your job is there to help others. And you can't help others if they have no idea what you're talking about or if you're not explaining it to them properly. You know, you should want as a provider, you should want them to understand. And this is as a dietitian, as a doctor, as a nurse, as a PA, whatever. You should want the people you're working with to understand what you're saying, what you're talking about, what you're trying to do because, you know, how are they like help me help you kind of thing. So If you don't understand, that's going to be an impediment on them helping you. So I don't like that. And I do find if if I have encountered people who go out of their way to speak in terms that they know is not necessarily going to be understood or ways to make themselves feel smarter, one, there's some sort of complex and you feel sorry for them. Two, you just got to be direct and who gives a shit if they think they're smarter than you? Like, get out of here. Clearly, you're not that smart. You have no idea how to communicate to people. That's what I find really interesting. So Yeah, it's neither of my two stories were people who couldn't communicate and neither of them were rude. 
but they both were going for the option that was going to benefit them the most instead of what was really going to benefit me, in my opinion. And I don't think it was done maliciously. It wasn't like putting my health at risk in any way. It just was like, oh, this will give them the answer and I'm going to make the most money doing this. And it doesn't really matter if it's like time efficient or not. I wanted the most time efficient thing that's going to answer, you know, the little thing that I think is going on. That's not a big deal. That is not requiring a fucking endoscopy. So I just wanted to mention that because I think a lot of people encounter that. And like I've said, especially as a dietitian, like the horror stories you hear from people that, you know, they're shamed by doctors for being overweight or obese and just like the really unkind, callous ways doctors have treated them or comments they've made. It's totally unacceptable and no one should ever be subjected to that. Um, And I would, you know, on behalf of any medical or clinical professional, I apologize because that's bullshit and you should not have to deal with it. But my point is you need to advocate for yourself. You do need to ask questions. And if you don't understand, it doesn't matter. Ask the question. Like it it doesn't matter if they are in a rush or busy or you feel like they're brushing you off. I would say, excuse me, I need to understand this further. Can you please continue to explain this? Because I'm still not understanding what you're saying. And I would keep asking that until they explain it in ways you understand. And if they continue to explain it in a confused way, you could say, I'm going to keep asking the same question until you explain it in a manner that I understand. I do that with people all the time. Um, I find, you know, if they're communicating with you and you're not really understanding, I just continue to ask the same question over and over. And I'm like, yes. And your answer every time does not make sense to me. So I'm, I'm looking for one answer and you've given me 15 answers, none of which make sense. So I'm sure they're all correct answers. I just need to understand them better. Um, I wanted to mention that. I think it's important. I think it deserves its own episode. People really are afraid of doctors. You know, I'm sure you've heard of white coat syndrome or yeah. What is it like lab coat syndrome? I think it's white coat syndrome when like people's blood pressure is high because they're nervous. So like as soon as they see the doctor, their lab, uh, excuse me, their blood pressure is taken and it's high because they're a little nervous. You know, that's normal. I, I don't know why we get so nervous. I personally don't get nervous with doctors. I happen to have low, low blood pressure anyway, but people do and there's no shame in it and that's okay. And I hope as the world continues to evolve that the clinical environment can become more comfortable and that information, you know, with the internet now, information is more readily available. However, of course, with the internet comes not so great information. So like we have information available, but it's also like you go down the rabbit hole, what the fuck is actually accurate, what's made up, what's applicable to you. That's why it is always comforting when you have a doctor you can call and ask or go see and ask and you trust their opinion and you know they know you and they're going to be able to like give you an answer you understand. So I wanted to touch on that and don't ever feel alone. And if you're struggling with that, you know, I would say be direct with the doctor. And if they give zero fucks, find a new doctor, just find a new one. But you are allowed to ask questions and you're allowed to say, I don't understand. I I have no idea what you're talking about or you know, why that? That's another thing. Like, like these doctors pushing the x-ray and the endoscopy. If you, if you're, for me, these are things I was already like, I understood and I had no problem asking questions. If you go in and you really have no knowledge about anything they're talking about, you may not know, oh, the one they're pushing is X, Y, Z, but feel free to ask questions. Why are you pushing this one? Why do you think this is the most efficient one? Is this the most cost-effective one? You know, which one's going to be 
give provide the fastest results you know what results do you ultimately think we need to find what's the most efficient way to find them do does it have to be a surgery can it be blood you know what's your opinion and you know they're going to skew it the way they're going to skew it but if you have some sort of knowledge going in that's usually helpful and you will know okay they're they're kind of going for like the the rushed route or no they're trying to make a little bit of extra money here which is kind of annoying I can't blame them. They're trying to make a living. But the point is, it's not necessarily what's best and most efficient for the patient. And they're there to help the patient. So I'm not saying you should feel entitled, but don't ever feel badly for asking for clarification or questions or continuing to question them. So like if they give you an answer and you have follow-up questions, keep asking your questions. And that's just the way it goes. I mean, you're allowed to do that. And if they don't like it, they can say, you know what, this isn't a good fit and I'm going to have to refer you to another doctor. And that's on them. That's up for them to say, I no longer want to see you as a patient and I'm going to refer you out. And I hope that helps ease everyone's mind when they're going to the doctor. And just to keep in mind, you know, for for future appointments, and I hope people go in feeling confident and ready and you have your questions. And I always say, write them down because it's so easy to forget. I use the notes app on my phone go in. Sometimes it's like intimidating. You're talking about a bunch of things and you're like, oh shit, I totally forgot. I had like a list of questions. Write them down, go in with them and don't let the doctor off the hook. Ask the actual questions and get the answers and get answers that make sense to you, that you understand. And if you don't, that's a great time to say to the doctor, you know what? This probably isn't such a great fit. I'm trying to understand this. You're not really meeting me where I'm at in terms of like the terminology. So do you have another OBGYN or another GI or, you know, whatever specialist there, do you have another of yada yada that you can refer me to? Because I can tell already your communication style. It's not, not really what's helping me here. And then see if they, most of them will change their tune pretty quickly. And I'm sure some just don't give a shit, but anyway, that's, that's the scoop on how to approach doctors. It's kind of a boring topic, but it is important because from the second we're born, we're seeing doctors and that's not stopping anytime soon. So I hope that was helpful. Everyone, don't forget, again, please rate, review, and subscribe Shit Talk wherever you listen to it. And have an amazing week. 